0: fables two hundred and nineteen and two hundred and twenty by jean de la fontaine translated by walter thornbury read for LibriVox.org by sonia to the duke of burgundy in answer to a request for a fable on the cat and the mouse to please the youthful prince whom courtly fame destines and templed in my works to be how shall i write a fable with this name le chat et la souris how can i represent in verse a maid who sweet in aspect yet still ruthless played with hearts her charms snared as you see le petit chat does la souris shall i sketch fortune and show her deceit tell how she gulls the world with the old cheat treating poor self complacent friends you see comme le chat does la souris shall i depict of all earth royalty the only one her restless wheel that stays the one who wars with europe's chivalry and with the strongest of his foemen plays comme le chat with la Souris? but as i write there comes insensibly the plan that suits me if i don't mistake i should spoil all if lazy i should be mockery the prince of my poor muse would make comme le chat of la souris fable two hundred and nineteen the old cat and the young mouse a young mouse small and innocent implored an old cat's clemency Ramina Grubis, let me live your royal mercy monarch give a mouse so little sir as i a tiny meal can well supply how could i starve a family host hostess only look at me i fatten on a grain of wheat a mite my dinner makes complete i'm thin too now just wait a bit and for your children i'll be fit thus to the cat the mouse aggrieved the other answered you're deceived is it to me you talk like that go tell the deaf and dumb not me old cats don't pardon so you'll see the law condemns and you must die descend and tell the fates that i have stopped your preaching and be sure my children's meals will not be fewer he kept his word and to my fable i add a moral as i'm able youth hopes to win all by address but age is ever pitiless fable two hundred and twenty the bat the bush and the duck a bet a bush and duck one day finding home business would not pay resolved their purses to unite and risks of foreign trade invite soon with factors counters agents and all the merchants usual pageants ledgers day-books and all that surrounded they grew rich and fat all went on well till lucklessly a cargo trusted to the sea and traversing a rock-bound strait ill piloted endured the fate of all the other treasures which king neptune's sea-roofed vaults enrich great cries of grief the trio uttered that is to say they only muttered for every little merchant knows that credit loves no trader's woes but spite of every cautious plan the tale through all the city ran and now duck bush and bat were seen ready to wear the bonnet green without or credit or resources for none would ope for them their purses all sorts of creditors daily arrived with bailiffs and writs and the door scarce survived the continual thrum of their creditors glum and of course the bush bat and the duck were intent to find means this importunate crowd to contend the bush with his thorns caught the man that went by and said with a sort of a pitiful cry pray sirs, can you tell in what part of the sea the wealth of myself and my partners may be whilst that diver the duck plunging down out of sight went to find them he said if he possibly might but the bat followed daily by bailiffs and duns at noon all the haunts of the human race shuns and stricken with shame to keep quite out of sight hides in ruins all day and flies only by night many a debtor have i known Neither bush nor bat nor duck, who even had not such ill luck as was upon this trio throne, but simple lords who shunning snares sneaked always down by the back stairs. End of Fable Two Hundred and Twenty. This recording is in the public domain.